My name is Julie Richard, and I'm married to Mac. He is typically the one up here teaching, but I get to share the stage when we are at Believe. Welcome to Believe 2018. This is a time where we kick off the most wonderful time of the year. And I do believe it's the most wonderful time of the year because I love Christmas so much. After all, it's the time we place pause, we set a stop, and we say, thank you, God, for sending Jesus so that we can live every day with hope and joy and peace. So do we celebrate big? Yes, we do, because we believe it's a pretty big deal that Jesus is born so that we can live in relationship with God. That's what we're talking about today. I love everything about Christmas, and I especially love Christmas decorations. And I do believe, and I say it every year, there's no such thing as too much or too soon when it comes to decorating for Christmas. There's no such thing as over the top or a little too much. It's all wonderful. And what may be tacky in the spring is fabulous at Christmas. I I love everything about it. I do. I decorate from the front door to the back of the toilet. There is no spot that goes without a decoration in my house. Now, now it's true. Some years I've decorated more than others, and I've pulled it together a little better than others. But this year, man, I just love it. And I was at a shop with my best friend, Ashley Horn. We were in a little shop, and it was right after Thanksgiving. So the Christmas music was playing, and all of their decorations were out. And they were selling everything from wreaths to garlands to ornaments to knickknacks and bric-a-brac and everything. Christmas soap. I love Christmas soap myself. But uh, at Christmas, everything, you name it, they had it. And we were walking around the store, and we kind of split up. And then I hear Ashley, Julie, come here, come here. And I said, what? And she said, look at this. And this is what she was standing in front of. She said, I just love it. It makes me so happy. And I said, well, that, why does it make you happy? She said, I don't know. And she just continued to stare at it. And so then I started looking at it, and I said, well, it makes me happy too. And so we were just standing there staring at it together. Ashley, I don't know, I think you're in this service. After you left, I actually went back and bought it, and this is yours. So you can take it home after church today. Um, but I got this for you because it made you so happy, and it made me happy. And I started thinking after I got home, why do we love Christmas decorations so much? Ashley and I, we both do. And I have a lot of friends who do. And I thought, why do we love it? And then I remembered. I love the decorations because when I see a decoration, I remember the celebration. Every time I see any decoration, even if I'm cleaning up my house in March and I realize there was something I forgot to put away, and I see it and I'll see the decoration and it makes me smile because I remember the celebration, the celebration of the gift of Jesus. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Why do we celebrate the way we do? Because Jesus is a big deal. And I don't know how you feel as you approach Christmas this year. I do believe it's magical. But you know what? The magic isn't maybe what you're feeling, but the miracle is for everyone. Even if you miss the magic this year, don't miss the miracle. His name, Jesus, literally means God saves his people. 
when the angel came. Oh, we'll get to it in a minute, but I get so excited. I think we miss it sometimes, and I, I can't help it. I love every single part of the Christmas story, so brace yourself because we are going through the whole thing today. And so we're going to look at all four Gospels and what they say and the names and titles that Jesus had, the names and titles he was given, the roles he played because we can't miss it. It's a miracle right in front of us. Now, do I have any LHC kids out there? Can you raise your hands? Because you're going to help us today, so I need to hear you. Um, so we're going to read from all the Gospels. We know in LHC Kids that the Bible has two parts. Let's get it out. We get out our Bible. When we open it, we always say the Bible is God's Word, and God's Word is true. The Bible has, let me hear you, two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. We learn in LHC Kids that the Old Testament tells about way before Jesus was born, but the New Testament, it tells about when and after Jesus was born, and that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to read in all four of the first books, the first four books of the New Testament. Say them with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and when we put them together, they're called the Gospels, and gospel simply means good news. So we're going to be talking about the good news of Jesus, the good news that God sent his son that we might live. And now maybe this story is familiar to you, or maybe today is the first time you've ever heard it read. Wherever you are, God has something for you. Every time we read scripture, the miracle of scripture is that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. He may expose you to a new truth for you to learn, or he may excite you about a familiar truth, one that you've heard before. But God's word is miraculous, and we don't don't want to miss a thing. So sit back and I'm going to read from the book of Matthew. That's where we're going to start. Now, as we read, I want you to listen carefully for a title or a name that Jesus is given. That's what we're listening for as we read the story today. I'm going to start from Matthew chapter one. Here we go. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, the what? The what? Jesus the Messiah, there it is, right there at the very beginning. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man, and he didn't want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly as he considered this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. Listen carefully. See if you can guess this one. And you are to name the baby you are to name him Jesus. And the angel went on and explained why. Said, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred, the Bible says, to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel because God is with us. Emmanuel. So just in this passage, we've already seen three names, three titles. Messiah, say Messiah. Messiah. 
Messiah. This was saying God was sending the chosen one, the anointed one. He had told the people, I will send someone to save you. That's the Messiah, which is also the Christ. Some In Hebrew, it's Messiah. In Greek, it is Christ. The Messiah. The second name is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. This is the name that his parents gave him, like Julie or Mac or Braden. And then the third was Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. They were making very clear, this is God. This is God coming down. This is God's son. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. If you continue reading in Matthew, you see that the wise men knew that Jesus was coming and they referred to him as king of the Jews. So, so far we have Messiah, Jesus, Emmanuel, and king of the Jews. See, they said king of the Jews because for years God had told them he was gonna send a Messiah, but many people misunderstood and thought that God was going to send a political or um, a military leader to save his people. Little did they know that it was much bigger than that, that God was going to send someone to save them, the Messiah, the chosen one, the anointed one, to save them from their sin, to save them from eternal separation from God. It was bigger than being saved from Rome. It was being saved from their sin. So Messiah, Jesus, Emmanuel, King of the Jews. And then in the book of Mark, if you go from Matthew to Mark, Mark doesn't give a lot of detail about the birth of Jesus, but he makes it very clear who Jesus is. He starts his book by saying, this is the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. The Bible makes no mistake about it. Jesus is fully God and fully man. God wanted us to know this is the Messiah. This is my son. And it's much bigger than saving you from Rome. I will save you from separation from me. And most people, when they talk about reading the Christmas story from scripture, they go to Luke 2. So I want to give you a little bit from Luke 2. And I want you to listen and see if you can hear any of the names or titles that Jesus wore there. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep, when suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said, for I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. Say all the people. To not some of the people, but all of the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem. And you will know this is true because you will find him wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. That's what the angel told the shepherds the night that Jesus was born. So yes, he was the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the Lord. The angel sent from God to tell the shepherds that. It's a big deal. So we've done Matthew. We've done Mark. We've done Luke. John, like Mark, he doesn't give a lot of detail about the birth of Jesus, about Jesus' being born in a stable in Bethlehem. But boy, does John go into detail about Jesus' life on this earth. And I'm going to run through it really quickly. And I want you to lean in because John tells us so much about the character, the nature, the role, the person, the God of Jesus. In chapter 1, 
John the Baptist referred to him as the Lamb of God. In chapter 2, we see that he's a miracle worker. In chapter 2, he performs his first miracle, turning water into wine, which, by the way, his mother was the one who told him to do it. And then in chapter 3, he's the Savior of the world. For God loved the world so much that he sent his only Son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. In chapter 4, he says, I'm the living water. In chapter 5, he makes it very clear. He doesn't beat around the bush. He says, I I am the son of God. In chapter six, he says, the bread of life. In chapter seven, he makes it clear, I am here because I am sent by God himself. In chapter eight, he says, I am, and he stops. He's saying, I always have been and I always will be. In chapter nine, he says, I'm the son of man. In chapter 10, he says, I am the gate and the good shepherd. In chapter 11, the resurrection and the life. And in chapter 12, he says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world. In chapter 12, we see that Jesus is a servant as he washes the disciples' feet. In 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In 15, I am the true vine. Anyone who remains in me will bear much fruit. In 16, he says, I am the victor. For in this world, you, have, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In 17, he is Jesus Christ, the source of eternal life. And in 18, he's Jesus the Nazarene as he is accused and arrested. And in 19, he says, I am fully man. He is crucified and he is buried. But in 20, he is fully God as he defeats death and walks out of the tomb. And listen to how John wraps up the whole book. The very last verse of all of the book of John, this is what he says. Jesus also did many other things. If everything was written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord, the bread of life, the King of kings, the living water. Jesus did all of these things. He played all of these roles and he took all of these names on. But I think my favorite exchange where they talk about Jesus and the way they refer to him, them, the way they refer to him in this passage, I think this is my favorite of all. Now remember, we learned earlier that Jesus' name had meaning. All of these titles meant something. Messiah meant he was chosen and anointed. Jesus means he was sent to save us. All of them had meaning. As I was studying, I started thinking, I wonder what our names mean. And so I started to look them up. Have you ever looked up what your name means? Well, I started in our family, and I looked up the name Thomas. And Thomas, Mac is actually Thomas McLean. So I thought that would be interesting. And Thomas means twin. And actually, Mac is not a twin, but he does have brothers who are twins. So I thought that was interesting. And then Emily. Emily means hardworking. And Emily is a hard worker. And what a wonderful name. And Joe, Joseph. It means that God would increase. What a wonderful name. What a wonderful meaning. And then I got to Julie. You know what Julie means? <laughs> Soft and fluffy. Yeah, that is not an exaggeration. I looked it up, and it said, it said youthful, downy. And I was like, downy, soft and fluffy. Uh-huh, soft and fluffy. And so I don't know what your name means, but today my focus is going to be on what Jesus' name means, because I prefer to forget that I mean soft and fluffy. And so... <laughs> 
John, as a matter of fact, this is what we're going to talk about. John, okay, so let's go back to Luke. So uh, the angel has appeared even before Mary finds out that she's going to give birth to Jesus. The angel appeared to Elizabeth and to Zechariah. So Zechariah was older. He was a priest. He was married to Elizabeth. They did not have children. They had not been able to have children. And so the, uh, the angel appeared to Zechariah and said, your wife Elizabeth is going to have a baby. It's going to be a miracle. I know she hasn't had a baby yet, and I know she's rather old, but it's going to be a miracle. She's going to have a baby. Then the angel left and appeared months later to Mary to tell Mary that she was going to have a baby. And so Mary's hearing from the angel, you're going to give birth to the baby and it's going to be the son of God. And Mary was listening. And then the angel said something so gracious, so kind. Did I tell you what John's name meant, by the way? I thought this was interesting after I got off of soft and fluffy. Um, John means God is gracious. What a gracious thing. So then... The angel said to Mary, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive in her, is in her sixth month. For no word, everybody say no word. No. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary said. May it be as you have said. I am the Lord's servant. You see, God, the angel was saying, you're not the only one who's carrying a miracle. There's more. Uh, your relative, Elizabeth, is carrying a miraculous child also. So what was Mary's response? At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. So I want you to imagine this. So here is Elizabeth, and she is now six months pregnant. She is older. She was too old, everyone thought, to have a baby. But it wasn't the magic of Christmas. It's the miracle of Christmas, something only God can do. So Elizabeth is miraculously with child. Mary has just heard this, and she goes to greet Elizabeth. What a gift God gave Mary. Immediate affirmation that what the angel said was true. Not only did God give affirmation, but an affirmation from a relative, a trusted older woman that she could believe, and a, a woman that she did not have to explain her situation to. Listen how she greets her. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, the first Christmas celebration. The baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored, Elizabeth asked, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? You see, you don't hear Mary explain what happened. You only hear Elizabeth acknowledge and affirm that she is carrying God's son. As soon as the sound of your greeting, Elizabeth said, reach my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. John the Baptist was the first person to ever celebrate Christmas. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. What a kind and gentle thing that God did for Mary. But that's not what we're talking about today. So we're talking about the names of Jesus. Did you hear how Elizabeth referred to Jesus? So I wanna put it on the screen and we're gonna read the highlighted words together. Remember, we've been learning he is the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord, the King of the Jews, all of these things. But listen carefully to what Elizabeth calls him. And then we're gonna read those highlighted words together. She says, but why? 
Am I so favored that the mother of? That the mother of whom? That the mother of my Lord would come to me. Not the mother of the Lord, but the mother of my Lord. That's different. That's personal. She's not acknowledging you're the Messiah. She's saying, this is my Messiah. This is my Savior. And if you keep reading, then Mary responds back with a poem. And it's Mary responded in Luke 1, 46 and 47. Mary says, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God. My Savior. Savior. There it is again. Not the Savior, not a Savior, but my Savior. Jesus, my Lord. God, my Savior. You see, Christmas is a public celebration of personal salvation. This is my Savior. This is my Lord. I have accepted it, and I call it mine. Elizabeth was affirming that. Mary was affirming that. God wants to be your Savior, your Lord, not just the Savior. He already is the Savior. Jesus is the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, But he wants you to say, you know why I celebrate Christmas so big? Because I celebrate my Savior. Romans 10, 9 says, now you're going to read the end words with me, the highlighted ones. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That's the salvation. Salvation simply means you will be saved. It's about being saved. Jesus offers salvation. God says, I will save my people. I will save my people. He will save his people from what? He will save us from our sins. What's that mean? He's saving us. Salvation is fixing the separation. You see, God is perfect and holy, and he cannot sin, nor can he be in relationship with anyone who can sin. That is the separation. That's why God sent his son. He sent his son to fix the separation. You see, we are separated from God by our sin because he's holy and perfect. But God desires us to live in relationship with him. He desires for that separation to be fixed. So he sent his son because of my sin, because of your sin. Jesus lived on this earth and died on the cross. He took on our sin, died on the cross, but he rose again so that we might live. Is Christmas big? Yes, it is. Because Christmas is the celebration of the Salvate the gift of salvation that fix the separate. This all rhymes. Stop right now. See, it is the gift of salvation that fixes the what? So the gift of salvation fixes the. Hey, wait a minute. That rhymes. I'm going to go back to this. When I see a decoration, I remember the celebration. Of the gift of salvation that fixed the stop right now. We're going to do it again, okay? So when I'm going out of here today and I see the Christmas tree or I see the reindeer or I see a wreath or I see lights and I think, oh, I love Christmas. Why does that make me so happy? And then I go, oh, when I see the oh, I remember the of the gift of 
that fixed the You see, my separation was fixed because I said, Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. I know you're the Messiah. I want you to be my Messiah. So now, why do I decorate my house? Because when I see the I remember the of the gift of that fixed the you guys, it rhymes. I mean, that's amazing. The gift of salvation, something we could not do on our own. And yes, I have asked Jesus to be my Savior, my Messiah, my Lord. And this Christmas, he wants you to. He wants you to know this is not about the Messiah. This is about your Messiah. This is not about the Savior. This is about your Savior. And Jesus says, all you have to do is ask. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth, you declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. The gift of salvation that fixed the That's why we celebrate. That's why we sing. That's why we do all that we do because we believe it's a big deal and that we should not live every day separated from God. You see, God's promise is, Jesus said the world, the enemy came that to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus told the people, he said, I came that you may have life, a life overflowing, an abundant life. So as you enter this Christmas season, as you approach Christmas, say, I know maybe I can't, maybe your circumstances are, you know, less than ideal right now. Jesus is still God. Jesus is still my God, your God. Jesus is still the Messiah. He's still the Savior. He wants to be your Messiah, your Savior. Will you bow your heads with me? God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for the gift of salvation. I thank you, God, that you offer salvation to all who believe, to everyone who says, you are Lord, and I want you to be my Lord. Holy Spirit, right now, I ask you to hover over everyone listening. And if there's someone in here who says, I want to take it from being a celebration of the Savior to a celebration of my Savior. I want to celebrate my Messiah. I want to ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord. God, pull them close to you and let them see that your gift of salvation will fix the separation and they will walk in every day with hope and peace and joy because of you. Thank you, God, for Christmas. Thank you for this stop in our calendar to remember what you did for us. We remember not the magic, but the miracle of Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.